0: We welcome you to the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Kimber Peterson. Welcome to episode 200 of the Smarter Parenting Podcast. Today we are going to break down another one of our skills that we have on our website. We've been doing this mini-series for a little while where we take the skills that we share on our website, we break them down for you on the podcast so that you can hear them just as individual components. Today we are talking about effective communication and if you want to find this on our website you go to smarterparenting.com and then go down to the learn tab and click on effective communication. Once you get there you're going to find videos, resources, worksheets, lots of different things to help you try implementing this in your home. For today we are going to break it down on the podcast. Now this skill has six steps. And if you think about it, it's kind of like communicating as if you have a ball and you're passing it back and forth or a talking stick. Now, effective communication is highly effective in helping people feel heard. It knocks down walls of defensiveness and other things that prevent you from clearly communicating with others. This is a great one to use with a partner, with a child, with a teenager, with a younger child. Um, You can use it with just about anybody around you. We use this skill in Smarter Parenting a lot, and it's a foundational skill that a lot of parents say really transforms their communication with those around them. Now, if you think about some of your communication struggles with your children, a lot of parents communicate that they just don't feel like their child takes a moment to hear them out or that they will explain everything that they need to their child and they just don't absorb any of it. Effective communication is built to uh, prevent some of those communication errors and help you both feel like you had something productive come out of the conversation. It's also important to know when is a good time to communicate out these big things. When one of you or both of you are highly emotional or really caught up in what's going on, that's not a great time. So instead, wait for a time where you are both calm and capable of hearing each other out. Step one in this skill is to look at your child who's talking and pay attention to what he or she is saying. Now, as the parent, it's great for you to start with listening to what your child is saying before telling them everything that you're thinking. Now, for lots of parents that we've observed and we've worked with, the parent is already thinking about what they want to say back or trying to get the child to stop talking so that they can complete their thought. Step two is once your child is finished speaking, use their words to describe what you understood. So state back what you heard and summarize it, but also use quotes of what they said. So it sounds like you're frustrated because of X, Y, and Z. Step three is ask your child if what you said is correct. If that's wrong, they will correct you. And if it's right, they'll say, yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Step four is in a calm manner, state your own thoughts on the subject. This is your chance to give your opinion. Step five is they must repeat what they heard. Affirm if they're correct or correct them if they're mistaken. And step six is come to a solution if possible. If not, repeat these steps back and forth or use the skill of decision making, which is another one that we'll break down at another point. Let's try this out with a couple of examples. So the first one might be your child just expressing interest in something. So they might say, Tyler is the fastest at soccer, and I really wish that I could go as fast as him, but he is the fastest of all the boys and all the girls in my class. The parent would take the time to really fully listen to them and do that using some components like eye contact or getting on their level. So sitting down next to them or standing up next to them or whatever is going to make that so that you're on the same plane. Then once your child's completed their thought, you're going to repeat it back. So the parent might say, you really like Tyler because he is so fast and you wish that you could be as fast as him, but he is the fastest in the whole class. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. He's super fast, mom. That is really cool. Being fast takes a lot of practice. I think that he must have run a ton in order to be the fastest in the class, don't you? Yeah, I think he must have run a lot in in order to be the fastest in the class. So do you hear the back and forth in this conversation? In this scenario, there's not a lot of problem solving that needs to be done, but the parent was still able to use the skill by reflecting back and then stating their own thought and having their child reflect back. This kind of conversation Can feel really forced at first when you start practicing it, but after some time, you're really going to get that relaying back and forth down where it feels comfortable and those that you're talking to really feel appreciated and feel heard. It's worth the investment of getting through the uncomfortable parts of asking for the other person to repeat back what you said or um, feeling like you've got a routine or a pattern that you need to follow in the conversation. Now, let's try it with a more confrontational conversation. Maybe your child has a chore that they really don't like and they want to tell you all about it and how that's not fair and they don't like it. So your child might say, doing the bathrooms is the hardest chore in the whole house and I don't understand why you gave it to me. I think it's just because you don't like me and you're a really mean mom. I don't want to do this chore. So the parent would listen fully as their child expresses their concerns. The parent is not interjecting or dismissing the child's emotions. Instead, the parent calmly takes a deep breath and responds back by stating what their child said. You feel like I'm a really mean mom because I assigned you the chore of bathroom, and you really don't like doing the bathroom, and you're pretty angry about it. Is that right? Yes, mom, I'm really angry about it. I don't want to do this chore. Okay, I assigned you the chore of bathroom because we all want to have a rotation to learn new skills of how to support our house. Right now, you have the bathroom chore so that you can learn how to clean the bathroom fully because when you're older, you're going to have to clean bathrooms too and you won't always have other people around you to take care of it alongside you. So you need to learn all of the different chores in our house. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, what did you get from that? What did I say? So that I have to do the bathrooms because we all have to take turns and I'm still going to have to clean the bathroom when I'm older. Yeah, that is what I said. The bathroom chore is really, really hard to do, but it's also really important. Now these examples might be hard to follow when it's me saying both parts, so I don't want to go too in depth in the examples because I want you to be able to understand the back and forth of the skill. The idea is that you'll be able to continue going back and forth, offering suggestions or opinions, restating them back to one another so that you're fully hearing it instead of dismissing it, and then stating your own opinion and having that back and forth happen repeatedly through the conversation until you reach a solution. So in this bathroom scenario, I might propose a few different solutions that my child and I could work through, and I'm going to expect him to also contribute solutions to the conversation. That's going to make it so that instead of me answering his problems and taking care of things, we are working together collaboratively in order to move forward. Now, the solution of the bathroom scenario may just be that I'm empathetic of his frustration, and that's the solution. (laughs) It doesn't always need to be something that you're appeasing your child with. It's just about hearing them out. And this is a really great way to teach your children that there's not always a change made when they're unhappy with something. Sometimes it's just about talking it through and having somebody genuinely listen and hear you out. That conversation could very well end with, I'm really sorry you're frustrated. It's hard to do a chore that you really don't like doing. I completely get that. Let's go do it together and try it out. As you use this skill, I'd encourage you to use it in a variety of scenarios. And if you're uncomfortable with using it, Then I'd start off with the simple things. Start off with things like your child telling you about their day at school or your child telling you about their favorite video game. Let them take the lead in things that they enjoy and things that they want to communicate to you. Use this skill to practice your portion of the effective listening and model that for them repeatedly. As you gain more confidence with the back and forth in the conversation, you can start also applying this to harder conversations like, you know, being unhappy with your chore or. Having to deal with conversations about big world events, shootings and wars and other things that are coming up in our world. As your child asks you questions around that, you can use these same skills in order to address those really hard conversations. You can use this skill to teach them new things as you explain to them something and you want them to be able to relay it back to you what they understood. Now, this skill is highly effective for kids with ADHD because a lot of times our ADHD kids are not showing us through their body language that they're listening to us. This skill teaches you and them pause and focus on what the other person is saying. It also ensures that they're catching what you're putting out there. Because sometimes they're not going to make eye contact with you and they will be wiggling around and they'll be doing other things that makes it hard to know if they really heard what you said. Having them to restate it back to you is critical in making sure that they captured at least some of what you were looking for. It also can help you set your expectations for how many steps you can give your child. Now, some kids with ADHD, we are giving one-step instructions too. Go brush your teeth and then come back. Go get your shoes and then come back. Some kids, we can give a series of instructions too. But if we overwhelm that or if we do something that our child isn't prepared for, then we're setting them up for failure. If I give them six or eight things that they need to do and they can't handle that list, then I need to pull it back. So using effective communication as I'm giving my instructions is really helpful in being able to make sure that they can absorb that list and follow through on it. We also can get bogged down with telling our children to do things over and over again. Turn that off. Do this. Go, go complete your chore. And lots of parents express frustration around having to say things over and over again. Using effective communication can also help eliminate that in that you're asking your child more questions. What should you be doing right now? I'm supposed to brush my teeth and then get my shoes. OK you said you're supposed to brush your teeth and get your shoes. I remember two more things in there, do you? So in that, I have listened to what they said, I've restated it back, and then I added a little bit more. So using this effective communication, we can go back and forth until our child can recall their full list of things that they need to do, and then they can resume on task. Effective communication can be used in so many different ways. We want to hear the ways that you're using it in your family. So if you try this out, please go to our social media, comment, let us know, send us an email. We'd love to hear the ways that you're using effective communication and even share those stories and examples in our podcast. Have a great week and enjoy using this effective communication skill.